It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest, Senor Winces. It's disgusting, right? I don't think it tastes good. I love coconut, though. Me too. And I'm like, I love the idea of like, oh, this is like the water of a coconut. So this should be delicious. When it's I was terrible. little, I guess my grandma, my nanny, went to I don't know some island, and she brought back like a coconut shaped something or other like monkey or gorilla or like i don't know what it was right yeah 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 and then i was like obsessed with coconuts so then i remember i was at the grocery store with my mom and i begged her to buy me like a real coconut Uh i wanted to drink the milk yeah and you you can like shake it and you're like like the slosh and it took forever to open and i Uh was truly disappointed when i drank that coconut milk it's like i don't know it's not even like a watered down version of the idea it's worse it is worse. But if I would, probably because it has like enzymes and stuff in it. Uh-huh. If I were on an island and I was thirsty and whatever, yeah. I'm sure it would be nature's freaking. Yeah, you're looking yeah. at it and you're you're envisioning you have like that mirage effect yeah. and it looks like a fountain or I'm something. I'm sure that would taste like the best fucking liquid I ever had. It absolutely would. Hi, Megan. But in a world of abundance. Hi, dog. <laughs> in a world of abundance. Couldn't be me drinking coconut water <laughs> it is it's been a very long time since we've recorded since you've been gone yeah i got covid Oof. on like the day we were scheduled we were gonna do like three that day yeah. in my head at least like we were really gonna yeah, like we gotta crank them it out was, it's a holiday crank them out cool shoes oh i thought you no, were pointing like, at the cat point yeah. at your shoes <laughs> like yeah them. I was fully prepared to like really bank some episodes. We were like, we're so back. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> we're getting on our flow. We made a schedule, like a tentative yeah. schedule. Yes. Like for us, it's a we schedule. Were, we were so back, but it didn't no. happen. Then we got we got halted for COVID and then uh-huh. Madame Onde and Khan. So yeah. France. And France, yeah. And France. I'm happy to be back. One of the things I wanted to tell you just to preface this podcast episode is that um, when I was a little girl, mm-hmm. my dad literally read me the Lord of the Rings books mm-hmm. and he was like different characters and different voices and things uh-huh. like that. But I can barely remember those. Yeah. Right? And I never got into the Lord of Rings, Lord of the Rings as an adult. Yeah. But I had a layover in Copenhagen and the flight back from Copenhagen was nine hours. I so I was like, I'm not tired. <laughs> I'm going to watch Lord of the Rings. I can't believe you did that. So I watched all of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And then when I got home, I listened to The Hobbit mm-hmm. because I needed to know what happened. Yeah. I needed to know the pre-story. The How pre- did we story. get there? How did we get there? Yeah. How did we? What happened with Bilbo? What was his journey like? Uh-huh. So I, I might have some Lord of the Rings references. <laughs> Just to preface that I am now so, a Lord of the Rings Person? I don't know from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Why call the character Bilbo? It's always been called Bilbo. Why? I don't right? know. Like, why Bilbo? I, I don't know. I would love to ask C.S. Lewis. <laughs> Who? Not C.S. Lewis. J.R.R. Tolkien. Tolkien. Yeah, not C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis? I forget. No, J.R.R. Okay, question. George? 
He got the RR. I think so. From this, yeah. yeah. He likes to write a lot, too. Yeah. But at least he got, mo- well, not movies, but he got shows made before he even finished his books. Yeah. He's that like, last just book keep still them. isn't out, which is insane. Are you going to read? I, mean, a- I don't know. I don't care. Game of Thrones, done. Move on. Next thing. I'm never that kind of person. Wow. I'm really <sighs> into the Muppets. I know. What do you think, Megan? You think we should get yeah, things let's, started? Yeah, let's at least get things started. We watched the Senor Winces episode of The Muppet Show, episode 508, airing in the UK on November 23rd, 1980, and airing in the US on May 30th, 1981. This might be one of the worst spreads we've ever seen. That's ridiculous. That's really crazy. That is really crazy. So, Senor Winces, should we just immediately break into who Senor Winces is before we well, get things really started? Well, do you really think that, that had to do with, like, the way that they would air and run series in both countries? You know, because it's, like, new series start Christmas time, right, for the UK? I guess. Maybe? I don't know. I don't I'm know. Yeah, like, up. if it I just affects, like, when they started airing their batches. Yeah, like, was the Olympics on or, like, the Super Bowl or, like, who fucking knows? I wish so. there was a better understanding of why. Yeah, like, the TV so structure. Like, I mean, even, oh, well, May, no, that doesn't answer it. May, maybe this was better served as this as a, as a finale era. Oh, yeah. You know, this for the U.S. This was a great episode. So, Senior Winces, like, uh, this is very odd. I was out to lunch with my grandparents-in-law this afternoon. Doug, you're out to lunch. And Norm, ha- he puts a fork underneath, you know those, like, napkin holders where you can kind of pull it like a tissue yeah. box, you know? He put his fork under that, and then he was like, Pushing the fork down and making the box like kind of lift up. Yeah, like it was so weird. And I literally turned him up. And he's ninety three years old. And I go, Norm, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't know. He like he just shrugged in like a very like little kid like silly Aww. manner. And he was like, for some reason, this was reminding me of Senor Winces. And I was like, why? What made you just bring him up? I'm like, I just watched the episode of the Muppet Show with Senor Winces today, and then I was telling him how cool it is. The scene that we'll get to in a few minutes where he's singing and he puts a muffle into 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 his hand and then continues to sing and lights a cigarette. I'm like, that was the most insane thing I've ever seen and in puppeteering. And sound muffled. Yes, he, he, sounded, he sang muffled I, I can't. and lit a cigarette. This I'm like, guy. I can't walk and chew fucking gum. Is so fucking talented. So talented. I I didn't really know who Senior Winces was and the Saride and where that came from. I thought that that was like a Manny Mo and J- not a Manny Mo and Jack. That's the Pep Boys. Uh, Larry <laughs> Curly, whatever, uh, like Stooges, Stooges thing yeah. or something. I didn't know. I didn't know it was Senior Winces. It's all right. It's all right. I've heard that name, right? But even when he has like the little box character, the head in a box, and he Dude, opens it and, and he this. throws his voice that it. It comes out of that box. Like, there was no It was insane. And even South Park, like, you... Yes, like, Jennifer Lopez. Gen- but it was such a Senor Winces yes. shtick. And I had no idea. Yeah, this was very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. I feel like I was enlightened after watching this episode. So, Senor Winces... Oh, my God. He and was he born died? in 1896, and he died in 1999. He was 103 years old. Holy shit. He was a Spanish ventriloquist. Winces was one of the highest paid vaudeville acts in the world. And rightly so. I mean, he was so fucking talented. Hugely popular with American TV audiences through appearances on The Ed Sullivan Show. Winces was also a top nightclub favorite. He continued to perform well into his 90s. 
Wow. Holy shit. Because even in this, he's quite old in this appearance. I thought he's, so. You know, so what? Is he in his... He's in like and his... And we've seen other people... 80s. ...who look old and we're like, mm, And uh-huh. they're like died like months later. Yes. On the Muppet Show, yeah. And this guy like went on to like live a nice long... You know? Once this was born three months after the Muppet Show episode two... Oh, oh. He was born three months after Muppet Show episode 210 guest star George Burns. However, since he filmed his episode of the show three years later than Burns, he's the oldest guest star to ever appear on the show. Wow. Wences died in New York on April 20th, 1999, at the age of 103. On 420, man. On 420. Hell yeah. He, like, he put a muffle in, in, yeah. in, the, in the mouth, and then he, he lit a joint on his way out. Oh, my God. Oh Christ! And he definitely was a cigarette smoker. I mean, oh right, like yeah, you don't, you don't like just he had casually. That, like, mm-hmm. He yeah. worked a way to smoke a cigarette into his act. Yeah. Into his act. Right? I mean, like, that was pretty cool, though. <laughs> it was. If cool I could do that, that, I'd work a way to smoke a cigarette in my act. Cold open. Pops meets guest star Senor Winces. Oh, Senor Winces. Well, of course I knew you as a ventriloquist, but I didn't know you as a juggler. <laughs> Hey, you come back here and pick those up. During our Muppet Show theme, Gonzo plays the opening of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony on his trumpet. What were you expecting? Rachmaninoff? LOL. LOL. (laughs) All right, so our first sketch is Pinocchio and a host of other puppets and dolls sing Puppet Man. Okay. For Geppetto, played by Pops. What's up? Pops is the star of this. Yeah, that was kinda. weird. Okay, there's a lot of weird things. First of all, I think Pinocchio and the story of Pinocchio is weird. The story of Pinocchio is bizarre. I think it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Geppetto, it's, whatever. Geppetto? 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 Like, let's unpack that. Yeah. Why does this little Italian man, all he wants is a little boy? Geppetto? I can't. Geppetto? Do you have a trench coat? But then I think, like, well, you know, I think it would be weird if it was any gender, I guess. Uh huh. Like, uh, any of them, right? All. All the genders. All the genders. <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, I no, I compl- I don't know. It's it's weird. The dreams and aspirations of a child usually are accompanied by wanting by following the steps of partnering up, then having a child, right? So the the fact that it's just Geppetto being like, "Hi, I, a single man, want a child so badly." Maybe he hates women. I, maybe. Yeah. So you think he's I like? Because I can he- imagine a woman wanting to have a baby with no man. Yeah, I don't know why I feel like that's acceptable. I, well, <laughs> the caliber of today. I'm like, it's yeah, tough. no, that that fully makes sense. It's tough out there nowadays. But yeah, I don't know. So it is a little weird to me. It's always been weird. Like since I'm a little kid, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Why? I think so too. I'm like, where's his wife? Why do you want this? So this song Does that he, he sings. Does he have a wife? Did she die? Pino- and he's an old man. He's an in old the, man. In the movie, he's, he's like always an old, old man. Old man. It like comes with white hair, white mustache, right? Always. This like the story. I wonder line. who wrote this story. Pinocchio. So it's Pinocchio sings Puppet Man. To Geppetto. It was like the 70s rock style of Pinocchio, like Jesus Christ Superstar, or like Tommy or something. That like song the- was weird as hell. Like, I kept feeling like, is it a parody of Rocket Man? It was fucking is it a parody? cool. Is, it was is so it familiar. So this song was a hit for the Fifth Dimension in 1970. 
and for Tom Jones the following year. So this is an original song. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not like in a you know, it's not made for the show and it's not a parody, but it kept feeling like a parody to me. It it really written by Neil Sedaka and Howard Greenfield in 1970. Interesting. It was a it's. It was a really good sketch. And you know a what? very good sketch. First of all, I have to ask you if you clocked two things that What's I clocked. What's that? Okay. First thing I clocked, there is a doll version of Miss Piggy in it, this sketch. In that sketch? With like a weird chef's hat on. I did not clock that. And then there is Prairie Dawn's mom. I see in this photo, even on the Wikia, this woman looks very much like Prairie Dawn's mom in the one f- photo here. But I have to find that fucking doll of Piggy, and I'll post it. On so the this Instagram. episode basically is staging itself as a another. We've done this before in a similar manner with the Mum and Chan's episode, kind of right. Mum and Chan. This is another celebration uh, of. Oh, and we did it with what's his face also. Oh my goodness. Edgar Edgar Bergen, oh, Edgar Jesus Bergen, Christ! Yeah. I was like, Another I needed to make sure that I get that right. Yeah, Ian. but we saw this similar this similar thing happen where they're doing a celebration of puppetry with the Edgar Bergen episode, with the Mum and Chan's episode. So it's very interesting to see this happen now again, and um, a third time, but completely different. Also, it didn't come off as you know too same as the last one. No, it wasn't like this the last one at all. It yeah. was completely different. And this was a really good way to kick off the show. It was really fucking yes, fun. Yes, this is a very tight episode. I really, really loved like yeah. just about everything that happened here. I loved it. So now backstage, Kermit the Frog is excited for tonight's show. The idea of an all-puppet show is not too shabby. However, when Fozzie Bear announces his intention to do a puppet act, Kermit is prepared for disaster. It is a certain disaster when Fozzie asks Gonzo to join the act. Gonzo has no idea what a puppet is, and when Kermit Kermit explains that it is a doll made to look alive by wiggling it, Gonzo asks, What a stupid idea. Who wants to watch dolls wiggle? Well, I mean, even I wouldn't do an act like that. Doll wiggling? Talk about boring. When I saw this happen, I I let out a very familiar cheer that you and I do. And I was just like, Dave Goals, man. I know. Dave Goals. Are you here so for So funny, so believable. This, like, whole instance, this whole thing was really so believable to do me. Do you that love Gonzo? Like, I do. I love Gonzo. I fully love Gonzo. Can I tell you something? <clears throat> what? Okay. I think I'm going to take this moment to just say, mm. before we go on, do you know that hobbits give presents to other people for their birthday oh no and because i am short and i have big feet Uh i think i am identifying as a hobbit (laughs) okay i don't have hair on my feet though thank god Um, cover them up with socks yeah who's to say i I shave them (laughs) um but so because it's my birthday Mm -hmm. i'm going to give you a gift okay close your eyes closed should i put out hand put out a hand okay Eyes are closed. Oh, my God. <laughs> are you here for Gonzo? This is so cute. Because oh my God. it literally creep. is from the 80s. What it's a legit little when Jim Henson was still alive. Wow. He's a little dusty, but 
I found this him. This is so cool. At an antique dealer. He has like dealer. real clothes. Yeah, an antique dealer sold them to me. This and is I was my like, son. Yeah. He's sitting on my lap. Oh, no, I'm Geppetto. <laughs> oh, no. You have a wife. It's okay. <laughs> I'm immediately like, he's a real boy. <laughs> he's a real weirdo. Oh, my God, Megan. This is so cool. He Happy has like birthday. a hunch to him, too. It's so funny. He's seen some shit. He has. Oh, my God. Wow, this is like incredibly it's a, 80s. It's, this solidness. It's and a like real, the, exactly. It's like legitimately built. You oh can put that God. in the washing machine if he's you so want. Fu- he would survive. Yeah. He's going to need it, right? It's like a, a good, real stuffy. This is so cool. Thank you so much. Oh my Megan. God, you're welcome. I'm going to sit him right here. Doesn't he almost look like a puppet? He kind of does. I assumed it was almost going to have like a, I at least like it a, did. you know, but the I thingies to control the arms or something. Found him at the bottom of a pile of fraggles. Oh, Fraggles. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? They have, you know, there's it, the, a Gonzo. The Fraggles are so interesting to me because aesthetically, I think the Fraggles are so very cool looking, but I think their show's boring. Right? Like, is it, it's maybe too baby. It's, you know what it is? It's because they didn't really want conflict in the show. Remember, isn't the conflict of the show like something about the environment? There's like three different races, right? There's like the people, the normal people that like humans. No, there's four. You know four. what? Because I there's only like remember human... the theme song. Is there I'm going to be honest with you. Only remember the theme song. Down a Fraggle Rock. Don't remember the show at all. No, Happy birthday. I love them aesthetically. It. Thank you. Okay. Senor Winces performs his act with the characters Johnny and Pedro. Johnny sings and Pedro vocalizes for Wences. Wait, you didn't even mention the fact that what your little guy is in this episode, too. What's Which his name? little guy? The one who has autism. <laughs> Megan, you know you can't just boil down any. He's you can't on just... the spectrum, that guy. Lou Zealand? Thi- yeah, Lou Zealand. Lou I, Zealand. Could, I couldn't think of his name. Your little guy. <laughs> Lou Zealand is my little guy. <laughs> but so Winces closes his act by spinning a silver platter on a cue with commentary by Johnny and Pedro. This is fucking insane. It's it's so insane. I'm going to drop in now the audio of, I guess this is the character Johnny, as Johnny sings with his mouth muffled and then winces, lights his cigarette, because I'm still blown away by it. I have one idea, Johnny. Yes, yes. Do you remember the Spanish song? Yes. Can you sing for me now? Please. Eh? Okay. Okay. You alone. No creo que me Winces episode ep, uh, portion like again. little appearances. It, yeah, he's. I have to see other things that he does. He's mm-hmm. so good. He's so good. Yeah. Mm. At veterinarian's hospital, Pinocchio wants a nose job. This was like another like, oh, classic. This was so funny. Hilarious I bit. love that they did um, veterinarian's hospital. That's hospital. He wanted a nose job, and then they. <clears throat> That's like a perfectly established stupid thing. And the special effects in this wasn't bad. No, no, I really I thought it was pretty cool. 
sometimes this show can surprise you with stuff like that. You know, I love when they when they really try to push themselves. Next, the Swedish chef performs his own puppet made of bread dough this to the tune of these boots were made for walking. This was way too good. Way too good. For, it was a quick little moment. Mm-hmm. What was this, a 30-second sketch? At least, right? It was so fucking, fucking silly. And, like, just the, like, boop, 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 like, the little, like, the way he mumbles. Please put that in. Yes. It was so fucking funny. So this, of course, is a song pop- made popular by Nancy Sinatra on her debut album, Boots. It says here, in 2006, Miss Piggy appeared in a commercial for Pizza Hut. For Pizza Hut's Cheesy Bites Pizza, singing these these bites were made for poppin'. That's absolutely the most insane Ms. sentence Piggy? I've ever had to do. Frank Oz did a commercial as Miss Piggy. It was in 2006, so I don't no, know. It wasn't it, Frank Oz. Right? Like, come on. No, it wasn't Frank I think even Frank would be like, Mm-hmm. A paycheck's a paycheck, but like this is stupid. Yeah, I'm not, doing it. <laughs> I'm not leaving my house for this. So here's my little autistic guy. Lou Zealand goes to the guest star's dressing room Here to inform Senor Wences that the telephone is not working. This was cute. Wences shows Lou that it is and performs a ventriloquist act with the phone. I loved this. Uh, Lou Zealand, again, I don't know. We've talked about this before, right? That he is absolutely, he's a cat. He looks like a cat. He is like a cat or something. I don't know why he looks like a cat to me, but he looks like a cat. But he looks like a smoosh face cat. Yeah. Yes. Those ones where it's like, yeah. Like almost like um He doesn't look like any four of my cats. No. No, and you have you ranged the gamut with your four cats. I have so many cats. You have all the different ones. You don't have a calico one, which is like easiest most baseline cat to get. It's impressive that you don't have like that easy of a cat. Really? What's yeah. a cal? What do you mean? Just Google calico cat. They're like I like that song by Alien Ant Farm, Calico. I think that's how they start the album with that song. Maybe calico. I just don't. I just went calico, and it's like a DNA testing company. No, this isn't the most basic cat. I think a calico cat is basic. It's a baby. Yeah, Pearl is kind of like. I would this. hardly say that's calico. I thought a tabby cat. Was the basic. Yeah. I think calicos are basic. In that, like... What about a jellicle cat? <laughs> when you're walking alone, <laughs> because jellicles are angelical. Okay. The UK spot. Beauregard performs a... Whoa! This was the UK spot. The UK spot. Beauregard performs a Punch and Judy-style puppet show for Kermit. Miss Piggy catches this and takes offense that dolls have been booked on the show instead of her for a song. This was like Miss Piggy's only moment. I know. Is in the UK. I fully fucking agree with her that this is bullshit that she's not on this episode. They argue the validity of puppetry as an art form. Piggy claiming that the puppets are just violent. When Piggy try when Kermit when Kermit tries to defend the puppet act, Miss Piggy shows him some truly violent behavior. And she hi-yas him. The easiest way to end a Piggy and Kermit bit is to just simply have her hi-ya him. This whole idea of Muppets doing puppetry, I love. And that they think it's like, like some of them think it's bullshit. Some of and them, some of them are like, so into it. Yes. So into it. Speaking of so into it, Kermit introduces one of the world's greatest puppeteers. Fozzie naturally assumes that's his cue. So next, I think this is, you had done some research into Bruce Schwartz, right? Yeah. Bruce Schwartz performs a Japanese ghost story with Bunraku puppets. 
This, first of all, I have to say, was very beautiful. Yes, it was. He did a great job. And I just have something pulled up right here for you. The, like, elegant motions and everything were very impressive. And I just want you to take a look at this video just for me really quickly. Oh, is this another of his? And I'm just going to fast forward this a little bit. Oh, this is, like, frightening. <laughs> Do you know what this is? No. It's, oh, my gosh. It says, I can see on the thing, being John Malkovich, <laughs> dance of despair and delusionment, disillusionment. Did you catch John Cusack in the background? I cannot be forced against my will to watch clips of being John Malkovich, Megan. <laughs> there. This is an attack at this point. Honestly, it reminded me of being John Malkovich, so I had to pull it up. Um, yes. Okay. So Bruce Schwartz now, though, he owns a um, yoga studio with this woman in, Fres- in I think, in California. Interesting. And uh, or Pasadena. Think about how similar yoga it yoga can be to his puppetry. Exactly. Just in these few examples we've exactly. seen. Exactly. Well, you know. Yes. Wow. It's it's very interesting, um, but I feel like we can call and interview him. You think so? Yeah, that would be interesting. And just ask him like what his experience was like because he was on the Muppet Show twice. Really? He did like that was weird he... doll thing. Yes. in season two. I remember the doll thing. Yeah, that was a little boring. This uh, this uh, Japanese puppet is a little bit more interesting. Yes, I think, I think so too. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, the last one was like a ballerina. It was a weird thing, right? It was a weird thing. But I would love to talk to this guy. And he's an older man now. And I would just love to be like, look, we do a podcast on the Muppets. We'd love to talk to you. Like, we loved your puppetry. Like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I wonder if he meant Senor Winces. I don't know. Yeah, this episode is kind of like fragmented in an interesting manner yeah where i almost feel like some of that wentz's stuff was filmed otherwise do you, you know, think so because think if it about wasn't it, they for both... the fact that he has a backstage bit i would be really curious about this episode well senior wentz's is is from espana spain yeah and yeah he, he he's always kept a house there and so i'm sure if he was there and he topped over the UK, that wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. And then this Bruce Schwartz, he was, I'm, I'm just thinking like, they're both in the UK. Yeah. They're probably there. They probably yeah. bumped into each other at least once. I just, I, I'm, I'm curious as to, I guess, how it was done. Because it does feel kind of other. His performance was great, but it was, in my eyes, strictly his his shtick, you know? Are like, you talking about... Both she, of them. I, you know what? I don't even know if Bruce Schwartz was in the UK to film this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It feels like it could have just been a segment that was sent in. Yeah. Which I'm not... Dis- you know, yeah. that's fine, but it just does strike me as a little odd, and it almost feels like a filler piece that, like, oh, we're doing this, another exploration of puppetry as an art form, and do you have anything that you can send us kind of thing. Well, apparently Jim was a big advocate for him, featuring him on the show twice. Yeah. And when you look him up, like it does mention Jim's name. And he is in the World Encyclopedia of Puppetry. Um, but I guess he stopped doing puppetry in 1986. He followed other interests. Wow, in 86. So just shortly after this final appearance then here. Yeah. You know? Oh, profiled video. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So we go back to backstage. Backstage, Fozzie introduces Kermit to his marionette, Gumdrop the Gorilla. 
Unfortunately, Gumdrops become tangled up in his own strings, so Fozzie quickly cuts him from his act, but the show will go on. During Fozzie's comedy acts, Fozzie opens with The Dancing Clown and is thrilled at the control he has over the puppet. It doesn't last, however, and The Dancing Clown fights back, pulling Fozzie down from his perch. This was one of those things where I am so stupid and I can be easily influenced by this did you believe it show. was Fozzie? Yeah. I did too. Of course I did. And I, I watched this notes, and I went, Oh my wow. God, Frank Oz doing... So talented. Fozzie doing Frank Oz doing marionette puppetry. So talented. And you know Frank right? did that marionette shit He's the too. master of fucking puppets. He he's mastering... master. He's, he's puppeting a puppet. He is so good. It's so meta. Yeah. I am, Of course I watched this and I said, Wow, Frank Oz can do it all. I think Frank Oz is the best. <laughs> He's like the best. I love him so much. Upon seeing the disaster of Fozzie's performance, Gonzo concludes that puppets are a great idea for an act. The Muppets gather to watch Senor Wentz's final act. Lou seems particularly excited, and Kermit has to remind him, well, you won't get to see it unless you show a little respect and hush up. Scooter has to remind Kermit, we won't get to see him if you don't show a little respect and go out and introduce him. Next, Senor Wences performs with Cecilia Chicken. Through the act, Wences juggles all of his characters' voices, including the telephone. The Muppets rush the stage when he is through to show their appreciation. Yeah, this is what I was talking about before, where he, like, throws his voice, and it sounds like it's coming from the box on the table. This is – and he's doing, like, this thing, and he's juggling all the voices. This is unfucking believable It's, like, so goddamn impressive. And the cherry on top for you is that you get to see the back of Scooter's really cool jacket when the Muppets run up. I don't know if you like that. Show me the back of that jacket. It was a really cool jacket. It's such a cool jacket. Give me that jacket. Oh, my God. This episode was great. And then Sattler and Waldorf at the end, too, they end up – I don't mean to rush it, but, like, they end up having, like, little puppets on their hands, too, when they Mm -hmm. throw them down. This was great. I mean, the whole episode was was really good. And Senor Winces is extremely talented. Mm -hmm. And I wish more people would know about him. Yeah. I wish I had known about him earlier. Really, though, right? Like, I wish that we had a better understanding (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. I wish we had a better understanding of him. At closing, Senor Wences reveals that he's enjoyed Fozzie. That he reveals that he enjoyed Fozzie's failed puppet act. Fozzie returns to the stage to show that he has changed the act. Now he is the marionette with the dancing clown pulling his strings. As you mentioned before, Statler and Waldorf play with puppets on their of their own, but ultimately decide to abandon them over the edge of the theater box. All in all, a terrific episode. Terrific episode. I would say this is top five. It's so great when we do things like this. Like, we haven't recorded in a little while, and this is one of those episodes that makes me feel like we're fully back. This was a great episode. Loved it. Yeah, if we watched that pirate episode when we were first back, I would think I would have been like, "Mm." It would have been a really rough way back. It would have been a bummer. Yeah, we would have probably talked about The Hobbit a little bit more. Probably. At the the top. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, Megan... We're going to be watching episode 509, Debbie Harry. I can't wait. So I think for as long as we've been doing this podcast, we've basically been waiting to do this episode, I right? love Debbie Harry. We love Debbie Harry so much. I love Blondie. I love Debbie Harry. You She's and I a- text back and forth a little bit this afternoon about Debbie Harry, and I can't wait to share a little stupid story that I have for you and a fun tidbit of information that I have for you also. <gasps> so there's a little teaser. Until next, next time. <laughs> so <clears throat> you ready for the premise? Yeah. Robin's Frog Scout troop visits the show. 
getting in everyone's way backstage. They ask Debbie for help earning their punk merit badges, and she teaches them how to do the pogo. When Gonzo cancels his act, the frog scout. When Gonzo cancels his act, the frog scouts get their chance to do a performance of close order drills. I am so fucking stoked to watch the Debbie Harry episode. So good. You can follow this. Watch the episode along with us. You can follow us on social media at ITTWTM, where we encourage you to message us. Message us. Um, you can write a review for the show if you'd like on Apple Podcasts or the platform of your choice. We'd really appreciate it. And um, until next week. Thanks for the gumball, Johnny. Is that the box character's name, Johnny? I think so. No, that was the hand with Johnny. <laughs> <laughs>